As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Something that took me a really long time to understand was that not everything that a store sells is meant for my body. Welcome to Cultivating the Lovely. I'm your host, Mackenzie Coppa. You can find out more about the podcast at cultivatingthelovely.com in our Yellow Brick Road membership community at patreon.com slash cultivatingthelovely and in our Facebook group. I would also love to connect with you on Instagram where you can find me at Mackenzie Coppa. That's M-A-C-K-E-N-Z-I-E-K-O-P-P-A. Ladies, we have a special treat on the podcast today. If you've listened for a while, then you know that I've talked about quite a bit how I think it's important that we get up in the morning and get dressed and try to present our best self to the world. It helps us to feel better about ourselves. I think it helps us to accomplish more. It's just a good rule of thumb to be going along with. And sometimes it can kind of be hard to figure out what it is we should be wearing or what looks good on us, or what is actually our style. And today, I have Amanda Warfield on the show, and she's coming out with a course that is all about helping us figure out all of those things and create a capsule wardrobe once you have all that information. It was super fun to be able to get to talk to her and see what her thoughts on getting dressed are and share some of my thoughts on getting dressed and finding your style and your colors and all that kind of thing. It was a super fun conversation, and I hope you guys really enjoy it. But before we hop into that conversation, I do want to mention that if you haven't come over and joined us on Patreon yet, we would love to have you. We are really focusing on our Patreon tribe this summer and getting to know each other better and really building up those friendships. We've got prayer requests going around. We are doing a lot more live video where I come on and chat with the members about different things. You get the podcast episodes early and without ads, which is a pretty fun benefit. And we're just having a lot of stuff going on this summer about rest and being able to take care of ourselves well so that we can start the next school year being replenished and just really ready to take on that next season that we're going to have coming up, really enjoying this summer so that we can build up our souls and ourselves to be able to take on whatever is coming this fall. So if you want to come join us over there, get in on a little bit of that action, get to know this tribe, we would love to have you at patreon.com slash cultivating the lovely. Hop over, check it out, see what we're doing, all the different levels that we have to offer, and see if it might be something that would be really beneficial and fun for you. All right, but without further ado, let's learn how to cultivate our wardrobes with Amanda Warfield. Welcome, Amanda. Hi, Mackenzie. Thanks so much for having me. 
I'm so excited to have you on. We've actually been going back and forth for a couple of months now about a big yeah. new project that you have coming out. And I'm excited about it because it flows really well with what we're doing for our rebranding of Cultivating the Lovely that's going to be happening at the end of the summer. And it's something that I've talked about a little bit on the show. I kind of mentioned to you, like I've had Jennifer L. Scott on the show mm -hmm. talking about what we are wearing as women, but I think it's an important topic and it's one that deserves a, like a whole episode about <laughs> what we're wearing because it's, it's a bigger conversation than just like, Hey, ladies get dressed. <laughs> like, right. That's important. And I think, you know, if people go back and listen to that episode with Jennifer L. Scott, we kind of deep dive into why it's a good idea to get up and get ready in the morning. <laughs> like mm -hmm. you feel different about yourself. You feel different about the way you present yourself to the world. You get more done. You like, there's so many different reasons for putting yourself together and spending that time on yourself and showing your family that you matter enough to be put together. And I mean, the reasons go on and on and on. Mm -hmm. But as I kind of mentioned to you, I think that a lot of women have like, I think there are like four big roadblocks to having a nice wardrobe. And I, because I think a lot of women want a nice wardrobe, but they either don't like their body. And so they don't want to buy things because they feel like, oh, I'm going to change my body. Or I just, I just want to kind of like detract from my body right now, or they don't have any idea what their actual style is. It's much easier to just throw on those yoga pants and, you know, workout gear or jeans and a t-shirt. And they don't ever actually kind of put in the effort to figuring out, well, how is it that I want to present to my, present myself to the world? And what is it I really like? And then I think people also feel like they can't afford nice things or they just flat out don't want to put in the effort. Mm -hmm. <laughs> For those ladies, this is your like smack upside the head. <laughs> Let's get it together, ladies. <laughs> Let's start actually putting in a little bit of effort. And today's episode is going to be all about helping you figure out how to do that. So Amanda, that was a really long introduction, but will you introduce yourself and tell where people can find you? Absolutely. So I'm Amanda Warfield and you can find me over at amandawarfield.com or on Instagram is another great place. And my at is Mrs. Amanda Warfield. And it sounds just like it's spelled W A or spelled just like it sounds <laughs> W A R F I E L D. Um, but yeah, I got into capsule wardrobes kind of by accident. I was living with a lot of overwhelm and stress and perfectionism issues. And then my husband got deployed, which just made all of it so much worse. Oh, I bet. And once he got home, things didn't change because I had dug myself into this hole of overwhelm and this hole of perfectionism and needing to do everything and to do everything well. And I'm sure there are a lot of moms out there who can relate to that. Mm -hmm. So I got to basically I had a breaking point and I just couldn't take the overwhelm anymore. I couldn't take the, the buzzing that was always mm -hmm. happening in my head, the 400 thoughts that it was circling, things I needed to remember to do, things I needed to remember to write down, et cetera. And so I reached my breaking point and I just started throwing things out. <laughs> and for some reason, I started with my closet, I think, because it's always been a huge 
source of frustration for me for all the reasons that you listed earlier, Mackenzie, the not knowing what I like, not knowing how to put together a good outfit, not knowing what to wear and the laziness. It was just easier to throw on yoga pants and a t-shirt every single day. And so I got rid of a ton of stuff in my closet and then I felt better instantly Mm. about what I had in my closet and what I was wearing. And then I started researching capsule wardrobes. I had heard of them before, but I'd never really paid much attention to them. And I started doing a whole lot of research and I've just since then been paring down my closet more and more every season and making a wardrobe that's cohesive so it's easy to get ready. And it's changed my life. It's made, like you said, everything feels so much better when you start your day well and when you're dressed and you're confident and your whole day just flows better. And so it's changed my life and I just want to share that message with other women because I also, I agree, it's so important to dress yourself well and to present yourself well to the world. Yeah. And I love that you hit on the overwhelm because I Mm -hmm. definitely think that that can be a big piece of just like, we have so many things overwhelming us and then we have these overflowing closets. And I, I did a big purge, I don't know, a few years ago now, I went the KonMari book was, you know, really hot. I listened to the audiobook one weekend. And while I was listening to the audiobook, I went through all my clothes. And I had never even considered like throwing a lot of things away that like, I, I always hung on to things like, well, maybe I'm going to need it, or maybe I'm going to end up liking it or, you know, mm-hmm. and, and when I actually got rid of all of it, it was so freeing yes. to feel like, oh, I, I really probably wasn't going to wear that. I don't miss it. You know, now what I have in my closet is just what I actually want to wear. Mm-hmm. And there is something that it does calm the brain. Yes. <laughs> I like what you said too. Like, I think you kind of alluded to the fact that it's still a process. Like, Absolutely. You're still doing that. You're still, and I, I found that too. Like I did my one big, huge con Mari does this spark joy for me purge. But you know, especially if you've never done that before, that can be super intimidating. And I think I still held on to a few things. It was like, well, but I'm not going to have any clothes left. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. I better keep a few of these things. But then you do it again and you realize like, oh, it was so great last time. I'm going to get rid of even more this time. And now, like when I just moved a month, a couple months ago, I guess when this comes out, but my clothes, like I have extra room in my closet. Mm. And I mean, now that I'm coming into summer, I'm like, well, I, I could use a few more tops, but you know, it, there is something very freeing about like, okay, this is just what I have to work from. Everything I have, I know fits within my style. And so I, there's less overwhelm even in that knowing that it's in my style. So I'm not going to feel awkward in it or yeah, there's mm. something to it. There's something to it for sure. Yes. So what, what have been like the specific benefits other than getting rid of the overwhelm and that sort of thing that you found with getting a capsule wardrobe or like creating a capsule wardrobe for yourself? Oh gosh, there's so many. Um, I think a huge one is more time. Mm-hmm. I can get ready in five minutes or less because when you create a cohesive capsule wardrobe, everything matches. And so you can literally pull out any shirt and any pair of pants or skirt or whatever, and it matches. And because you were intentional about creating the capsule wardrobe, Mm. you know, it looks good. You know, you feel great in it. So you just grab and go. 
every single yeah. day, which that is a huge one because then I can spend more time on things that matter more to me than getting ready because I like to feel put together, but I don't really yeah. care so much about the time it takes and spending a ton of time doing it. Another thing is that, like you were mentioning, you get to know your body type and your personal style really well. And so you know more what you like and what you don't. And so it's really helped my shopping habits yeah. as well. So I save yeah. a ton of money and time with that too. Yeah. I, I totally agree with that one when, especially over this last year and a half, there's been that defining of like, okay, what is it I actually mm -hmm. like? And it does seriously eliminate like things just aren't a temptation anymore where you're not going to pick up that thing. That's like, well, maybe you just mm -hmm. won't do it. How many pieces do you actually have in your wardrobe? So currently at the moment with my spring and summer capsule wardrobe, it's, it's the largest of all of mine. It's 50 pieces. Oh, okay. And it is, um, it's definitely, it's a huge work in progress. We live in Washington state right now and you're Our on the rich, west side though, right? Uh, yes. Yes. Okay. Over in, out, other side of Seattle. Um, okay. So summer is very different here than it is in South Carolina, where we're from. Okay. <laughs> and yeah. where we plan to go back to this fall. So right now it's uh, a nice hodgepodge mess, basically. <laughs> um, because I don't know what will be useful this year and what will be useful next year. Sure. My favorite capsule wardrobe has about 35 pieces though my fall one it's got a nice 35 pieces and it's honestly more than I even need with that amount and so what how are those pieces divided up I think I have about six or seven give or take um neutral tops neutral bottoms accent tops accent bottoms all mixed around in there I am a big believer though that when it comes to a capsule wardrobe, the numbers aren't really what matters. Okay. It's good to have a range, but what's more important is that it's cohesive. And that goes back to your personal style, knowing your body type, knowing your lifestyle. And uh, the big one is the color palette you use. Having a color palette is one of the single most important things about creating a capsule wardrobe with intention, because then, just like I said earlier, you can pick and choose anything, any two things, and they go together well mm -hmm. versus just paring down your wardrobe to 30 or 50 items. It's not going to really help you all that much with the, the confidence and the saving time and the less decision fatigue because you still have to pair outfits together. So you're not going to save yeah. yourself from that decision fatigue, especially. Yeah. I love that you're hitting on this color aspect because it's something I've been a big believer in forever. I mean, literally I was color matched for my makeup. That's kind of where it all started for me when I was 13. So there used to be this great line called prescriptives and they had their foundations based on the undertones in your skin. And mm -hmm. so they would color match you. You either had like yellow, orange undertones, you had red, you had blue, or you had red, blue. And I was a red, blue undertones person. And that just knowing that, then I started thinking about, oh, well, when I wear like purples or reds or blues, people always say, oh, that color looks great on you. Mm -hmm. Well, that's because it goes with the undertones of my skin. And I think that when a lot of people pick out their clothes, they pick out their clothes based on their favorite colors rather than on the colors that look good on them. 
And that there's a big, there's a big disparity sometimes between the two. Not that you want to be wearing colors that you don't like, but a coloring really does matter. And it makes such a difference to like how vibrant you look and just it's it's hard to explain but have you experienced that at all as you've been figuring out your cohesive style ladies if you've been listening to the show lately then you know i am pretty passionate about skincare and there is one brand that i use products from every single day and that is bioclarity it's a clean and green skincare brand that has products that just work What healthy eating does for your body, BioClarity does for your face. Their skincare line offers easy-to-use routines with good-for-you ingredients that will give you great skin. You guys have probably heard me mention or seen on Instagram that I enjoy using these products actually with my entire family. But today I want to tell you about the essentials routine that I myself use. It's a three-step regimen that is packed full of detoxifying and calming nutrients, antioxidants, and a super special ingredient, Floralux, made from chlorophyll from plants. And you can only find Floralux and BioClarity. The Floralux just happens to also be my favorite step in their routine. I use it morning and night, and I just feel like it so soaks into my skin like a smoothie. Like my, my skin is just hungry for it, and it helps to really keep my complexion from having like splotchy redness. It just seems to give an overall nice finish to my skin. I absolutely love it. And then when I add it together with the other two steps of the regimen, it gives me everything I need to nurture, hydrate, and restore skin. It includes everything that helps with redness, hyperpigmentation, and evening out skin tone and texture for a healthy glow. My skin just feels smoother and dewier, especially in the summer, and I think that Floralux especially has helped so much with that. Their products are 100% vegan, cruelty-free, paraben-free, sulfate-free, and artificial fragrance-free, and there's a 100% risk-free money-back guarantee. I love that I can be totally comfortable with this product line for not only myself, but my kids as well. And by kids, you know I mean like that 13-year-old who could really use help with this skincare, and he sticks with routine when he uses BioClarity. So you too can get healthier, more radiant skin by going to bioclarity.com. And right now for my listeners, you will save 40% on skincare routines, plus an additional 15% off everything on their website. That's an incredible deal, but you'll need to enter my code lovely at checkout. So go to bioclarity.com and get 40% off skincare routines, plus an additional 15% off everything on their website when you use my code lovely at checkout. So my view on the colors is that if you pay attention, and again, it's all about intentionality, if you pay attention to what you're putting on most in your closet, that's going to give you a big indicator as to what you feel the best in. Whatever you feel the best in, you're going to continue to wear over and over and over again. So if you feel confident with a color and you're wearing enough, I think it's likely going to be at least pretty close to the yeah. To the undertones. If you feel good about that color, then most likely it's something someone's told you looks good on you. Right. I mean, generally that's kind of how we, I think, end up feeling good about being in a certain color. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. It's that compliments stick out in your mind, even if you don't yeah. realize it. Yeah. They stick with you. Yeah. I think especially if women are kind of starting from scratch, like, well, yes. what, how do I figure out what those colors are? Then yeah, what the things that you reach for most mm-hmm. often are definitely a good indicator. I think even like going, getting some natural light and a mirror or have someone take pictures of you, hold different colors up 
to your face yeah. <laughs> and see like, oh, when you've got all the pictures laid out in front of you, oh, look how different I look with green next to my face versus, you know, red. It, it can be very different where I, I look terrible in green. I look like I should be taken to the hospital, but <laughs> there are like Oprah, her favorite color is green and she right. looks amazing in green. You know, like it just so depends on what your coloring is, what your undertones are. And you, I think you will start to gravitate to those things. Like you're saying, because Absolutely. things that, that kind of will stick out in your mind anyways. Like, oh, I, I know I rock that look when I look in the mirror. Well, mm -hmm. then it's probably a good indicator. That's a good, a good, good tip for people who are getting started. So if they're, okay, they're, they're trying to tackle their coloring. They're going to hone that in. What is the next step? Like as far as maybe figuring out what style you are, what tips do you have for women to figure out what their actual style is? It's kind of the same thing. You go back to looking at what do you reach for the most? What do you put on the most? If you notice that you're wearing, you have five pairs of jeans, but you wear the same ones over and over and over again. Why are you picking those jeans? It's all about, again, be intentional. Be really introspective when you're getting dressed, when you're shopping, when you're trying on clothes, because that'll show you what you like the most, what you gravitate towards. Mm -hmm. nine times out of 10, if you're wearing it over and over again, it's because it makes you feel confident. And if it's making you feel confident, that means it looks good on your body. Yeah. No, I think time. that's, that's a good distinction. I, I heard recently someone distinguish the difference between style and trends. Mm -hmm. And they were saying like trends are the things that kind of fade in and out pretty quickly, but style is setting an actual way type that you dress that, you know, for a good decade or more is it's going to be the things that actually look good on you and flatter your body. And they, they will have some variances over the years, but they're overall it's, it's more of like the who you are and what looks good on you than just what happens to be the popular thing at the moment. Yes, absolutely. I don't recommend trying to be super trendy because mm -hmm. it's going to fade in and out. And yeah. something that took me a really long time to understand was that not everything that a store sells is meant for my body. Yeah, women have so many different body types and body shapes and what looks good on a model on the runway is not going to look good on my body type because we do not have the same body type at all. Yeah. And so yeah. I really had to hone in on what looks good on my specific body. And sometimes I like the way trendy stuff looks, but I have to be realistic and ask myself, does it look good on the hanger or does it look good on me? Because there's a huge difference. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's super important to, to have that self-awareness, to be able to be like, yeah, that's great, but it's not going to be what looks best on me because you may, you will probably be wearing something that's not as trendy, but people will think it is more flattering on right. you. Yeah. I think that's a good, a good tip to be thinking about. So do you have any ideas? Like, like I've told people before and I do this myself, like I will create a Pinterest board of, mm -hmm. okay, spring, spring, wardrobe or whatever. And I'll go and not necessarily looking for trends, but like what are outfit combinations that I like and like how they paired 
shoes with a certain kind of short or a certain kind of top or how are they using this top in a few different ways. Like I'll try to pin things that I'm attracted to. Mm -hmm. And I know that, um, oh, why can't I think of her name? Michael and Smith from the book, uh, Cozy Minimalist Home. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Slowly pulling all of these things out of my brain. Um, her, she talks about in her book doing this with your home. Like when you're mm -hmm. trying to figure out the style that you like for your home, create Pinterest boards, just start pinning everything to the board that you like, that catches your eye and you think, oh, I like that. And then you can go back and look at the board as a whole mm -hmm. and be able to say like, oh, I'm seeing these similarities between the things that I'm picking. And I, from my experience, that's been a good kind of clarifier for me to figure out what exactly it is that I want out of my style, the kind of image I want to portray, what things I think will look good on me. Have you messed with anything like that or magazines or anything in that realm? I actually do the same thing. I just yeah. use Pinterest and go on and kind of blindly pin anything that I remotely like. Yeah. And then I go back and look at it as a whole and notice patterns and things that I repetitively pinned over and over and over again. Yeah. Yeah. I think that that's a, a good way, especially if you just don't have any idea what you even like. I think that's a good way to get started to just be mm -hmm. like, well, just, just Google spring clothes <laughs> and just start pinning the things that you like and you'll, you'll end up finding things. Mm -hmm. So women are figuring out their style. They're figuring out their coloring. What do they do next? I think that the next step is to pare down your wardrobe first, do a big declutter and anything you don't love, get rid of. Then okay. you go through, you find your body style, you find your, your personal style, your color palette, and then you go through those clothes again with those things in mind. So okay. that way, everything you have left, you already love, mm -hmm. or at least most of it. We're always going to keep a few things. It's a work in <laughs> progress. Yeah. But you love what you already have, and then you can just go from there and decide does this fit this season? Does this mm -hmm. fit my body type? Does this fit my color scheme? And all those things. And that'll help you pare it down even further and mm -hmm. to get really the basis of your capsule wardrobe based on what you already have in your closet. So the body type thing, I think that's super important. We've hit on it a little bit here, but for women who are trying to figure out not only what their body type is, but what looks good on their specific body type, how do you recommend they go about figuring that out? So you can, if you're mathematical and logical, you can honestly take measurements and measure okay. your, your bust and your hips. And there are four different body types. If you measure your bust and your hips and your hips are bigger than your pear shape, if your bust is bigger than you're an apple shape, if they're about even and you have a small waist, you're an hourglass shape. And then if everything, if your hips, waist and bust are all even or at least similar in the same range, you are a rectangular athletic shape. Okay. And so that's a really easy way, just which is bigger, what stands out the most. And then you want to you can Google. I think it's also, I'm just going to interject here. Sorry. I think it's, no, don't be sorry. Um, I should be sorry. I'm the one interrupting <laughs> you. Um, I think it's important to point out too that I think all of those shapes come in the entire range of sizes. Right. Yes, like, absolutely. 100%. There's one specific shape isn't attributed to a certain, you know, pant size or something. No. It is, it's the shape is completely independent from the actual sizes that you're buying. Mm -hmm. Yes. That's a great clarification. Thank you. 
But yeah, then you can just Google what looks good on your body shape. And again, paying attention to what you put on and what feels good is another way to determine what looks best on your body shape. Mm-hmm. You, what you want to do is you want to emphasize different body parts that you love mm. and that you are okay with showing off. So, for example, I'm an hourglass shape, and so my waist is smaller. So anything that hugs my waist looks good on me. Anything mm. that hugs my just my hips or just my chest, not really going to be a great, uh, a great look for me. Flowy outfits doesn't look good on my body type because I'm not emphasizing my waist at that point. Okay. Yeah. That's a really good, I think there's probably a lot of women who feel like, ah, I don't want to emphasize my waist. Right. <laughs> but but if you, your body shape then. yeah, yeah, true. But it may also just be something like you just haven't learned how to emphasize it in the right way mm-hmm. to be comfortable with it. And when you get appropriate clothes that work for that shape, it, you may realize like, oh, look, this works. And sometimes you're more of the hourglass shape earlier in the morning than you are at the end of the day. Very <laughs> so <true. laughs> maybe don't base it on what you are feeling like right before you go to bed. I'm going to throw that That's actually, there. that's a really good point. And a, a tip for all of the women listening, probably not best to try to create your capsule wardrobe and decide what you love during a certain point of the month when you're yeah. not feeling your best. I'm yeah. just going to throw that out there now. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Okay. This is a total, total side note. We're going to run down a rabbit hole here. (laughs) Um, But I was listening to an episode of Jenna Kutcher's podcast, the, Mm -hmm. um, what is it? Gold Gold Digger. Digger. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And she had on, I can't think of her name, but it was a book. Oh, I'm going to butcher this. And my, my show notes manager is going to be like, oh my word. Um, (laughs) Trying to figure this out. (laughs) I'm so sorry, Kiel. Okay. So it is the book do less. I think that's the name mm-hmm. of the book. I think it's called do less. And she has a whole chapter. I've got to get this book, a whole chapter on how our cycles affect our thinking because like a man's mm-hmm. hormonal cycle works in a 24 hour period. Like it completely, they go through the entire hormonal cycle in one day. We go through the entire hormonal cycle in 28 days or however long our cycle is. And that at certain points, in the month, like during the different phases of your cycle, your because of your hormones, your brain works in a different way. And so there's certain times of the month where you're more geared to like detailed work. There's certain times of the month where you're more verbal. There's certain times of the month where you kind of like have to retreat and it's like the processing when you're good at research time of the month. It was so interesting, something I have never ever heard before, but I now think like every woman needs to go find this out because I think it could totally change the way that we work. Realizing just how, how, I mean, it was crazy to me. Like, oh, no wonder, like our work is generally structured the way that it is because men operate on this 24 hour thing that women on the whole, like if you're going to be taking on your wardrobe, ladies, figure out when in your cycle you need to be doing the purging, (laughs) when you need to be doing the shopping, when you need to be doing the like figuring out what your style is, because you may have a totally different experience. I know that sounds crazy, but no, that's amazing. That episode's actually been on my to listen list, so I'm going to have to move it up a little higher, I think. Yes, go listen now. It was fantastic. I think it's around like the 34 minute mark because I wanted to be able to go back and like take notes on that specific part again. We'll have to link it in the show notes because it was 
incredibly enlightening. I thought it was really, really interesting. So it's going to change all of our lives while we're changing our wardrobe. (laughs) So for the woman who, okay, she's done the purge, she's figured out her style. She's like, she's trying to hone things in and figure it out, but she knows she has some missing pieces. Like she doesn't have enough now. What, what comes next? So at this point, if, when you know you have some missing pieces, you're going to have to go shopping, obviously. Yeah. If you have that Pinterest board, that's a great time to go look at. So if you know you have only two pairs of jeans or two pairs of pants, you obviously need more Mm -hmm. pants, more, more bottoms, shorts, whatever it is that you're working on. Go back to that Pinterest board and see what you pinned a lot of. And then you can write down specific pieces. When you go shopping for your capsule wardrobe, I really me- recommend that you bring a very specific list with you. Mm. Don't just write down that you need bottoms. Write down that you need a dark blue pair of skinny jeans or a olive green pair of flare jeans. I don't know. Whatever it is that you're looking for mm-hmm. with your wardrobe, bring a very specific list. That way you can stay on track not get sidetracked and go home with a bunch of stuff that doesn't even fit your capsule wardrobe. Yeah. Um, And that's another way to help make sure that your wardrobe stays cohesive because you know exactly what you're missing and exactly what that hole is. Yeah. You'll fill it. Yeah. I think that's, that's really helpful. It's kind of that whole idea of like almost having a uniform. Like they say, you know how like Steve Jobs wore the same thing every single day because it was one less thing to think about. Mm-hmm. And so if you're able to really pinpoint exactly what you need so you don't have to think about what you're putting on, then mm-hmm. that's super helpful to have those really detailed specifics as you go shopping. Yes. And I think the whole purpose of a capsule wardrobe is to put in the work ahead of time mm-hmm. with the planning and the shopping and the, the decluttering. You put in a, a lot of work right up front at the beginning, at the beginning of a season, And then for an entire season, you don't have to think about your wardrobe. Yes. Oh, amen, girl. You are speaking my language now. I am all about the pre-planning and the prepping and getting it done ahead of time because it does, like, we just have too much decision fatigue in our lives. And it's so much, I say the same thing about meal planning. I say Mm -hmm. the same thing about homeschool planning. If you're still a homeschooler, like the more you do on the front end, the more headache you save yourself later. Yes, absolutely. 100%. That is my life motto. (laughs) So the women who are needing to add those pieces, but maybe feeling like that tightness in the budget, Mm -hmm. do you have suggestions for them? So I do pretty much all of my shopping at consignment stores, honestly. Wow. Um, Mostly because you can find high-end quality pieces at a cheap price, at a lower budget. Mm-hmm. Uh, my husband and I are very frugal, so I do not like going to high-end stores and spending a ton of money on items that, honestly, when you have a capsule wardrobe, things get worn out really quickly, especially mm-hmm. if you're buying from Target or Old Navy or something yeah. like that, where it's it's budget-friendly, but if you think about it, yeah, if you're wearing out a piece of clothing within one season, then you're constantly replacing. You're yes. spending more money that way. Yes. If you buy something nicer up front... <clears throat> It's going to last a lot longer, multiple seasons, multiple years, even with all the wear and tear that you're putting on it. Um, But it can be hard to go into a a big store and 
put down all of that money up front. So I would definitely, my recommendation is to very first thing you do when you go shopping, find your nearest consignment shop and check there and see if they have what you need before you do anything else. Mm -hmm. Now, I'm so glad that you brought up the quality piece because I think that's really important. Like you said, if you're wearing these things all the time and so just even the quality of how they are made, but there's also something to the fit. A lot of times things are made in a more flattering, well thought out way when they are higher end pieces. And I remember, now I'm not dogging on you if you're wearing jeans from Walmart. Okay. I'm not, (laughs) that's not what I'm saying, but like a I don't know, maybe a year ago, I was going, I really need jeans. I know specifically, like, I want a good high-rise jean to be sucking in all my, you know, four baby stomach stuff. I, I, like, I had very specific things I wanted, and I asked about it on Instagram, like, who has a pair of jeans like that that they just left? And the women who were like, just go to Walmart, I couldn't get behind that. And because I want something that's going to last and is going, if I'm going to buy, I I only have two pairs of jeans. I mean, in all Mm -hmm. honesty, I only do. I have two pairs of jeans, a couple of nice other types of pants and really a pair of really great leggings. And I, so if I'm going to be wearing them that often, I'm only going to have a couple things and I'm willing to spend more on that one pair of jeans Mm -hmm. that's going to be super flattering on me. I'm not going to buy it and be like, well, it's not exactly what I wanted, but I guess it'll work. Like, no, if I'm going to put out the money, then I want to rock those suckers. And so, you know, we, I think another part of it is either doing, like you said, absolutely doing the consignment stuff, but also hit the sales at the bigger stores. Because like I ended up getting a pair of jeans from Athleta. Gasp, I know all of you are appalled. I'm broke and I bought a pair of jeans from Athleta. Let me remind you, these are like the one pair of skinny jeans that I currently own, but they are standing up to the test of time. They have not been wearing holes in the knees, even like my Gap jeans were because Gap Mm -hmm. is basically like a lesser version of, you know, in that Athleta, Gap, Old Navy, Banana Republic family. And I, I love them. I feel good in them. They work for me. I got them on sale. I went to the friends and family sale and had a discount. And so, and, and I had points because I'd bought other things on sale at the Gap. And so they gave me like the where you can get free points if you buy mm-hmm. a certain amount. And so I was able to get them for a very reasonable price and they're great high quality jeans. So really work those sales. They you know, they have sales at the gap every other day. You know, don't ever buy anything full price no. gap or one of those places because in a week it'll be on sale or there'll be some sort of promotion. So I think that if you're strategic and you don't get in that, like, just, oh, I need to buy something. I'm going to rush out and find it right now. Like if you can be more deliberate about it, figure out exactly what you need and pace yourself, give yourself a little bit of time to wait for when it is going to be the best time to buy it, it will pay off. Absolutely. You should never, especially when it comes to creating a capsule wardrobe, you should never just go out and buy the first thing you see that will be good enough. You don't want good enough in your closet. You want things that you absolutely love. Every single piece in your wardrobe should be something that you love, that makes you feel amazing, that you put it on and you're like, dang, I feel good. Yes. Yes. 
Don't ever just go buy something that's good enough. Yeah. And I think that also having a capsule wardrobe kind of forces you to wear your nicer stuff and not just mm-hmm. save it for some sort of occasion. Absolutely. Like, why, why be that woman? Like, why don't you want to be the person who feels good about themselves all the time? Like, wear your nice stuff. Use your nice stuff. It, it's better to use it and end up wearing it out than mm-hmm. keeping it and hardly ever wearing it. And then it goes out of style and, you know, you didn't even get like good use out of it. Use what you buy, I think. Absolutely. Wear, wear what you have into the ground. Wear yeah. It until it's framed, until it has holes. And there's also a whole element of sustainability with that as well. Um, just with the yeah. environment and yeah, all of that stuff. Why buy a million pieces of clothing that are just okay instead of a few that look amazing, that feel good, that are going to last you years? I have a pair of shorts from Black House White Market that mm. I bought from a consignment store Yeah, seven years ago, and wow. they still look brand new. Wow. And there's no telling how long the original owner had them. I mean, yeah. they're amazing. That's awesome. Yeah, I think, and that's probably a good way to also sort things out at a consignment store. You can tell if stuff's already looking frayed, you know, it's probably not going to hang in there, but the stuff that's still, still looking good, those are probably the more high quality pieces and you're going to get more longevity out of them. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. That's a good tip. Ladies, I'm sure you know by now that I love HelloFresh. It's America's number one meal kit, and I just love how simple it is and how they take the work out of dinner time for me. I get easy seasonal recipes and pre-measured ingredients delivered right to my door. All I have to do is cook and enjoy. It makes my life so simple. So let me tell you a little bit more about it. HelloFresh makes cooking delicious meals at home a reality regardless of your comfort in the kitchen. From step-by-step recipes to pre-measured ingredients, you'll have everything you need to get a wow-worthy dinner on the table in just about 30 minutes. Say goodbye to endless grocery store trips and takeout food. HelloFresh has you covered. Plus, it can help you break out of your dinnerette with 17 seasonal chef-curated recipes each week. There's something for everyone, from family recipes to calorie-smart and vegetarian, and fun menu series like Hall of Fame and Kraft Burgers. HelloFresh has more five-star recipes than any other meal kit, so you know you'll get something delicious. That has certainly been the case for me and my family. Our favorite still to date has been their mini meatloafs. I felt like they thought of everything with that recipe. They had me make them small so they would cook fast. Each of my kids loved getting their own little mini meatloaf and they were absolutely delicious. Everyone gobbled them up. There were no leftovers. It was so good. Beyond being delicious, HelloFresh is also super flexible and fits your lifestyle. You can add extra meals to your weekly order as well as yummy sides like garlic bread and cookie dough. And you can easily change your delivery days, food preferences, and skip a week whenever you need to. So if you would like to try out HelloFresh, you can get $80 off your first month. Just go to HelloFresh.com CTL80 and enter the code CTL80. It's like receiving eight meals free. You get $20 off your first four boxes. So for $80 off your first month of HelloFresh, go to HelloFresh.com slash CTL80 and enter CTL80 at checkout. You can thank me during all the extra time you will save in the kitchen and not be at the grocery store. You're welcome. Okay, so we know that it's easy for you to get up and get dressed and get ready in the morning, but what otherwise does a typical day look like for you? So honestly, 
I get up, I get ready in 10, 15 minutes, and I'm talking total hair, makeup, everything. Wow. Um, <laughs> a lot of that is truly laziness, which is why the capsule wardrobe <laughs> is great, because then I've, I put together without any effort. Um, yeah. Yeah, and a typical day, honestly, that confidence boosts my productivity throughout the entire day. Mm. Yeah, I bet it does for me too. Mm-hmm. And it also helps not helps me to not fall into the midday slump as much mm-hmm. because if I'm not wearing yoga pants or sweatpants it's a lot harder to convince myself to get into comfy clothes to yeah. chill out yeah because if I'm wearing jeans and I'm wearing my nicer clothes I don't feel like I want to just lay out on the couch or something like that yeah yeah I totally agree with that so what what do you do during your day do you are you just working on your course what what other things do you do um, so at the moment, at the time of recording this, my life is a little busy. I'm actually working three different jobs. Whoa, girl. <laughs> Which I do not recommend for anyone. <laughs> um, I teach preschool and I also am the youth director for my youth group right now. Wow. In addition to running this business. But by the time this episode comes out, I will have relinquished two of those jobs and will just be working on my business. <laughs> okay. Um, so yeah, right now is kind of a transition, crazy period of time. Yeah, well, and every day's different. I think probably adding to that is dealing with both preschoolers and a youth group. You're at like both ends of the spectrum. <laughs> Absolutely, but I will say that because I do so many different things and because every day is different, I can absolutely, you know, give testimony to the fact that creating a capsule wardrobe doesn't mean that you're only creating stuff for work, that if you do it well and you're picking out things that fit your lifestyle, those clothes are able to get you through no matter what you're doing, anything. Whether I'm working with the preschoolers, my capsule wardrobe works. Whether I'm working with the teenagers, my capsule wardrobe works. If I'm working from home, whatever it is, I feel good about putting on what I have in my closet. That's a great point. I think that's really good to have it work all the way across your life. Yeah, that's really good. Oh, I love that. Okay. So in all of your crazy busyness, how are you currently cultivating loveliness in your life? So like I mentioned earlier, we're getting ready to move this fall back to the South. So right now I'm doing my best to say yes to the things that matter, like going on hikes with friends, even if I really want to just chill out Yeah, and just spending all the time I can soaking up Washington because we love it here and we love the people that we're surrounding ourselves with here. So we're trying to soak up every last bit of the summer that we can right now. I bet. Yeah, that's that's a really important and I think good way to look at it because it can be hard, especially if it's a really overwhelming season to just kind mm-hmm. of retreat, but yes. to actually press into those relationships, even when you don't necessarily feel like it because the long range view is that you'll be glad you did. That's exactly. Very smart. Okay, well, one thing that I'm doing right now, and again, this is at the time of recording, um, but my daughters had their ballet recital a couple of weeks ago, and like they received so many flowers. <laughs> it's ridiculous. <laughs> and because there's two of them, we actually ended up, ended up coming home with six bouquets of flowers. Wow. Yeah. And so oh I God. spent like that whole evening trimming flowers and finding like glasses and vases and like random things to put flowers in. And so it ended up being 
the way I split them all up, we had one for the kitchen table, one by our TV, one on our bookshelf, and two in their bedrooms. So they each had one like on their nightstand. And I think, I think we even, there's some, there's another one somewhere (laughs) floating around. But so it's just been like this infusion of flowers in our house. And I've been so impressed. They have stayed alive so long and they have just added like this beauty and and especially it's been like a really hard season every time we feel like we're kind of coming out of it and something good's going to happen we get hit with another really hard thing and so there's just been something about these flowers and their beauty and their beauty that has stayed you know they're still beautiful whether my day is good or bad and it's just been like this really nice like it's just our home feels fresh and springy and and I'm just absolutely loving it. So that's been my lovely little thing and I'm trying to figure out how I can infuse flowers into our life after these ones are dead and gone. I think so. flowers are such a great way to to one, do self-care. It's a great yeah. self-care method method, but also two to teach your children to appreciate the beauty of God's world Yeah, in such a simple way. It's so simple. Yeah. You can just pick up a bouquet at the grocery store and yeah. then they're there bringing that beauty into your home all the time. Yeah. There's really something about them that just stands out. I actually just put up an, a post on my Instagram. I took a picture of my friend's peonies that are mm. amazing. They look fake And I think they're called coral sunset peonies because they start out like this really deep color. And then as they bloom, they get lighter and lighter and lighter until they're like cream. Mm. And they're just, they're gorgeous. And I never grew up like really paying attention to flowers. I think I thought the only ones that existed were like roses. (laughs) I just never (laughs) paid attention to it. And then as I became an adult, I was surrounded by these friends who like have a genuine love for flowers. And it has just opened this whole new world to me of like just how much beauty they bring into your home. And yeah, I really love it. Yeah. That's my thing. Okay. Are you ready for my stock questions? I'm so excited. All right. (laughs) Here they go. Candles or essential oil diffuser? Candles. All right. Cloth napkins or paper? Um, we don't use either really. I guess paper, paper towels if we use them. City or country? Definitely country. All right. Paper or digital? Paper. Shopping. Would you rather do it online or in the store? In the store every time. I I was going to say, if you're doing consignment shopping, (laughs) you're probably, I mean, you can do it online, but I think it's harder. Okay. It's so hard to shop online for the right fit. Yeah. Okay. It's four o'clock, four o'clock. Okay. Let's try that again. It's four o'clock or whatever time you're making dinner and you need a mental break. Do you listen to a podcast or music? Music. And what is some of your favorite music to listen to? I love to put on old 90s and early 2000s yeah. country. <laughs> oh, that's fabulous. Anything, anytime anybody says like old 90s, I'm like, yeah, girl, that's so fun. Okay. Chocolate, milk or dark? Dark, always. Yes. Sports or no sports? Sports. Live broadcasting, would you rather broadcast or watch? Oh, neither. <laughs> um, I guess I have to pick one broadcast. Okay. What is your favorite movie? Oh, gosh. 
anything Disney for the most okay. part. Do you prefer animation or live action? Um, I typically prefer animation, but okay. solely because they're shorter. Yes, that's true. You, you're <laughs> limited to an hour and a half. Yeah, every time. Yep. Okay. And if you were to put yourself on the crunchy spectrum where zero is totally not crunchy and 10 is singing kumbaya by the fire with your legs unshaven and dreadlocks in your hair, where are you on the spectrum? It's funny because if you'd asked me this when we lived in South Carolina, I would have said a zero. But <laughs> I've been, been in Washington. Yeah. Now that we've been in Washington for three years, I'm a solid five, I would say. All right. Well, Washington has done good things for you. Yes. <laughs> That's hilarious. All right. Especially the west side of the state. Yes. All right. Well, thank you so much for joining me today, Amanda. Oh, well, you, I should say you've got this course coming out. If you guys oh, yeah. want to know more about, if you really are like, okay, now is the time I want to really deconstruct my wardrobe and make it work for me, then Amanda's got the hookup for you. She has got an amazing course coming. I think it, by the time this airs, it will have just released. So tell us about the course and where they can get it, Amanda. So the course is titled Your Cultivated Capsule Wardrobe, so very fitting for this uh, podcast. (laughs) Um, And it will walk you through the very basics of what a capsule wardrobe is, how to go about creating one. We'll go really in-depth with body type, personal style, creating a cohesive capsule wardrobe in general. And then also the shopping, more on budgeting, all the way through how to close out a season well in order for it to be great for the next year and how to maintain your capsule wardrobe in the years to come. So it's a, it's a large course. It's seven modules, but it's going to be, I think, really impactful, really helpful. And I'm really excited to get it out there. Yeah. So if you're interested, head over to my website, amandawarfield.com. And on the very front page, you can find information about it there. Awesome. And then did you have some sort of freebie you were talking about, I think? Yes, absolutely. (laughs) Um, I have a flow chart to help you make decisions when you're cleaning out your wardrobe, especially for the first time, whether Mm -hmm. to keep something, to donate it, or to trash it. And it walks you through step-by-step, question-by-question, should I keep it? Should it stay in my closet? Should it be donated for someone else to get some good use out of it? Or should it just be totally trashed and done with? Yeah, I think it. sometimes people treat the donation pile as also the trash pile, <laughs> but there are some things that just don't, don't burden someone no. else with no, that. No, if it's got stains and rip, get rid of it. Oh. <laughs> yes. Nobody wants that. It needs to be something that someone else can also give some love to. Yes. And so where can they find that flow chart? Could we put it in the show notes? Yes, we sure and will. That'll be in the show notes. <laughs> so Sorry. We will have links to her course and um, all of that good stuff right in the show notes so you can find it and get in there and change your life with the way that you're dressing. Yes. And we can also put a discount code for all of you for the course into the show notes as well. Awesome. So ladies, look at that. You're going to get it for even cheaper and be able to change your life. All right. I love it, Amanda. Thank you so much for coming on with me today. And I wish you the best of luck with your course. Thanks so much, Mackenzie. Yeah. Bye. Bye. Oh, 
Amanda was just so sweet to talk to, really fun to get to know her a little bit better and her whole philosophy. You'll be able to find everything that she talked about on today's episode at boldturquoise.com slash 124. That's where you can find links to everything that she mentioned and you'll be able to get right to them really quickly. And while you're online, how about you hop over to iTunes and leave us a rating and review, preferably of the five-star variety. That would be super helpful in getting the podcast out there to other listeners, especially in the summer when people's listening habits change. It's just always so helpful when you guys can basically give a recommendation that iTunes uses to give the podcast to somebody else. I so appreciate when you guys do that. I hear from people all the time that they heard of Cultivating the Lovely through podcast suggestions. And that is really made possible from those of you who have gone and left those ratings and reviews. So if you haven't done so yet, do us a solid, hop over and do that. It's a really simple, free way to be able to support the show. And we so, so appreciate it. Okay, until next week, when I am back on with Heather Avis talking about her new book, Scoot Over and Make Some Room, go be bold and gracious. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply.